0: No. Okay. Hello, men. Thank you. Okay. okay. Um, I started um, with... Now, fascination sort of exploded in me in 2001 when I did uh, interviews in Nairobi, in Kenya, with people from the informal sector, men, who were trained in why to use a condom in times of HIV, AIDS, and how to use a condom. And it wasn't a perfect presentation. And after that presentation, I asked a few men, so now what? Are you now actually going to use condoms? Are you going to adjust your sexual behavior? And two of the most remarkable replies that I got for me, which really blew me away, were, come on, man, I'm a man. It's my task to plant my seed in as many flower pots as I can. And the second was, if I were to use a condom, my balls will explode. (laughs) And for me, this had nothing to do anymore with uh, a lack of information. Uh, It had nothing to do with with all the usual explanations uh, about poverty or traditions Uh, For me, this had to do with a a personal, individual choice of men um, inspired by issues of psychology. This was not about physical balls exploding, but a sense of masculinity exploding. So this was in 2001, and I thought, I want to understand what this is. There is so much sexual violence and domestic violence in Africa. There is so much HIV-AIDS. We're talking about 28 million people infected with HIV-AIDS in Africa. Um, and uh, that means for a country like Botswana which is a relatively wealthy place it's about 33% of the population Um, so we're talking about a huge problem when we're talking about sexual violence there was a research done, uh, published not too long ago a few weeks ago in South Africa on the link between HIV, AIDS and rape and men had been interviewed anonymously and the result of that was that 27% of the men interviewed said that they had raped a woman. 27 percent. So what I did in, in these ages is to go and sit down with men and talk about heart issues of the heart. What defines you as a human being? What defines you as a man? Uh, and you have to take into account that there are a lot of global trends that affect the individual lives of about 450 million men in Africa. That is the price of coffee. What you are willing, we are willing to pay for coffee defines the life of a man living on the slopes of Kilimanjaro, Mount Kilimanjaro, who, whose father in the 1960s and 70s made so much money that he could send his son to the best universities. The son now, growing coffee, cannot even buy himself or his son a decent T-shirt. It's it's a serious... So what does that then do to a man's self-esteem? I asked the man, and he said, I feel utterly and totally inferior to my father. It doesn't need a lot of imagination to then think what choices that man makes in his private life. Uh, there's a lot of anger around um, and it's, it's an anger that is not spoken about Men, I've met so many men who told me afterwards that this was one of the first times ever in their lives that they were able to talk about romance uh, sex, <coughs> uh, friendship, loneliness um, it's, a, it's a huge taboo the entire gender debate in Africa is dominated by usually western organizations that are out to empower the women, to liberate the women from the scourge of patriarchy completely forgetting that the scourge of patriarchy also limits every one of us to have feelings to have a richer emotional life than just be the provider Um, There is a change happening slowly in Africa. Um, I just told you about this this report that came out a few weeks ago. One of the major commentators in one of the major newspapers in South Africa uh, said we are not men, we are broken beings. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And as long as we don't talk about that as men amongst men, We are not tackling the issue of rape of our daughters, the rape of our sisters, the rape of our wives. So it is happening. It is starting. What now is the the big thing that has caused this in Africa? There are a a huge number of issues, of course. What I felt to be the, the biggest cause is What Wes spoke about yesterday in the poem, the poem of Moloch, of the machine, Uh, the machine that in the 1950s became tangible here in the United States, uh, has not stopped eating, it's eating Africa, where materialism in a ruthless way and individualism in a ruthless way are vaporizing everything that has kept a continent together for tens of thousands of years, a sense of community, a sense of I'm only a humble human being, I'm part of a bigger thing. The general trend now in Africa is to enrich yourself at whatever expense. And I want to read one One quote from an elder I spoke to in Liberia. Liberia has been plagued by civil war basically from 1980 till well, the real fighting started in the 1980s. In uh, the late 1980s, the the ruling warlord was toppled by his competitor, Prince Johnson, a born-again Christian who had The torture of Samuel Doe, that was his uh, his predecessor, filmed and the amazing sentence in that video is, the man won't talk, give me his ear. And his ear was cut off and uh, he had to eat it himself. Samuel Doe had to eat his ear. Then they went for his genitals and the warriors who took it actually ate it themselves. It was a ruthless war. So we're now sitting in a small village, Harper, in the south of Liberia. And um, I'm talking to a bunch of normal men, there's ordinary men, there's a village chief, there's a clan chief, and the village chief, Tepley Dixon, just as for the clan chief Prad to take a sip of water and takes over. And he starts to talk. The war changed everything. Warlords showed the youth a way of life that promised to be without complications. Their lifestyle was based on nothing but raw strength, the power that comes through the barrel of a gun. It gave them access to everything. It's your right, said the commanders. Grab whatever you can grab. And that is what they did. They took it all and left nothing. It is this mentality that the elders and the chiefs find impossible to swallow. The impatience, the desire for instant gratification at the expense of others, and the illusion amongst the youth that entitlements come without duties. Everyone in the hall in Hoffman station is still plan chief Praud looks around and speaks to all who are keen to hear. What really, really angers me and at times makes me lose all hope is when I come across those youngsters who want it all. When I try my best to explain to them about boundaries, about fellow human beings, and a community they're part of, they answer me, ah, don't talk to me about anything. I'm standing up for my human rights. Those so-called human rights here these young men are are talking about, have caused a lot of trouble. Other people's rights are secondary to their own Mm -hmm. and they have no respect for them. Prats slams both his arms on his chair, loudly. He takes a very deep breath and looks me straight in the eyes. Nothing, no tradition whatsoever, can withstand the terror of such a perception of human rights. And that is, as a final note, and that is what I have been struggling with for 12 years, is what we Westerners perceive to be the biggest gift we think we can give to humanity, namely democracy and capitalism, doesn't always land in ground that gives the same Tree or shrub, as it does here, um, so we need to be careful with the ideas that we disseminate, not just the ideas we consume, but also what we spread out, uh, because it might destroy more than you'd care for. Thank you Thank you Thank you right
1: Poem? What are you?
2: Okay. Was there another? Was there something?
1: Pablo? Are you going to open it up now to the? You have to. No, no, Tija, Where you going to?
2: <coughs> let's. Um, we we'll, 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 we'll want to hear your poem, but uh, <laughs> but first of all, let's. Um, I can bring my level down just a little bit. Thank you. Um. So, you did some writing this afternoon, some exploration of um, vision uh inspiration, appreciation, and we want to take the opportunity now to hear that we want to hear uh, uh, whoever is willing to st- to uh, to stand up and share that and this is the way that we'd like to do it. we'd like to invite you to the front of the room to st- to and to stand here and uh, to to speak that in uh, in this space to this um, loving body of your brothers and um, and just and have that kind of reflection in the hearts and the listening of um, one another. So I'd um, uh, like to maybe invite three people up at a time and come up and we'll use the uh, the microphone uh, and. Um, Come up and stand and read and, and face out. So come on up. Yeah, and as Robert says, no. This is not about applause. If you want to acknowledge, we'll do an aho or a ho like that. That's that's just great. Okay, thanks. And uh, speak your name into the space. Please read your work slowly and clearly, so we can really hear it.
1: My na- my name is Tony A gentle breeze rustling the trees I contemplate the complete freedom of an undefended heart
2: while resting my hand on poison oak <laughs> Oh And then Tony, why don't you stay up, we'll do that You stay up and and we'll all be together And then you can all sit at the same time Did you use techno? I
1: did (laughs) (laughs) I'm Steve Old tree brother calling Dear huffing Stillness Remember
2: Uh Oho
1: My name is Russ, and if if the teachers and group will indulge me, I'd actually like to do two. The second one is for my brothers in Upeka. And um, this first one is for the retreat overall. It blew my mind, people sometimes say. Not merely so, say I. It blew my mind, my body, and my heart. And um, for uh, Upeka. Uh, This is called A Confession, It Is I. 5.24 a.m., Upeka dorm, equanimity reigns. 5.25, who's the asshole ringing the bell? (laughs) Uh,
3: This bears no resemblance to haiku, but I'm a rebel.
2: And you're welcome here
3: I'm so confused was his story And he stuck to it Wore it like old jeans It was consistent You had to give it that But here's the thing It was a shameless liar It seems his tiny tiny balls Had been running the show So he Let them be And stepped up No confusion here Too sick, too beaten to struggle, he watched helplessly until the darkness darkened itself completely and found its own depth. And here, right here, he weeps with joy for that darkness. Uh, This was
1: written in watching what was going up on the hillside today, and it actually has some potential for translation to Japanese. Uh, Divine winds blow. Trees bow down, my mind runs in circles. Hi, uh, Alex. Hard ground, damned flies, wretched heat, sore bodysuit. Now, warm heart, slow mind.
3: I'm Josh. This is actually 17 syllables. And I came up with it. um, It took about 35 seconds after you gave instruction, and it was down. Heat stills the mind into psychedelic dullness. The earth is breathing. James. And yesterday, cracked mirrors, a cold tomb's later. Let's make wine for the wedding. My name's Damon. Talk of Dharma bores me.
1: Gaze into my eyes. Tell me of the hole in your sock.
3: Send me not from your gardens. I have yet to touch the deer. Time stalks me. Okay, great. My name is Bryce. Uh, this is Haiku. Uh, and I'm going to ask your indulgence to read two. Monday night I died, I thought, as I ate oatmeal on Tuesday morning. Uh, <laughs> this one, this one uh, is the only one I gave a title to. It's called Gratitude. Uh, and it is 17 syllables. Robert... Wes, Noah, Teja, Pablo, Temple, John Now that's a poem Hello, I'm Angelo. um mine's pretty simple, it's a haiku. um I thought uh. I sat down and thought real hard about what to write, and uh, nothing came to mind. And as I was walking to my room, it struck me like a lightning bolt. So, um, (laughs) I do not know what to write, yet so much is on my mind. Perhaps that is fine.
1: Um... Roger, fucking Vision Quest,
2: (laughs) but the Redwoods love quietly. I am welcome here.
3: Hi, I'm Russell. Fourth try. This is the fourth one I tried. I like it. I cannot hug you, Curious Bee, so I embrace wind instead. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, brothers. My name is Greg. Remember when we came together, I could use your strength again in this moment. Where are you, man?
0: My name's Ralph.
1: I use the word duff, and that's that stuff that's on the ground, you know, leaves and stuff that's turning into soil. A handful of duff... Buddha's teachings on, on impermanence, where is the difference? On this hot, dusty mini-quest, I scared the mouse that lives here. How do I make amends with that Buddha? <laughs>
2: we got some poets here. A bell ringer's swing, a sweet opportunity to savor silence.
3: The great hawk soaring in an open sky mind. Now my nose itches. <laughs>
2: Greg, the other one, <laughs> um, two of them. The very edge of the waterfall, my mind exposed, then the plunge. The second is, pencil poised for brilliant haiku, paper awaits the stroke, noble silence reigns. <laughs>
1: Um. Stem on a tree trunk, seven leaves rise to the sun. Dead leaves on the ground. Okay.
3: <laughs> I am Nima. Brambles in my socks. I should have worn longer pants. Buddha was hardcore. <laughs>
2: I'm Tony. I'm glad I don't have to apologize for writing, too. I was preceded on that. Uh, I thought they were unrelated, but as I look at them, one's about keeping it small and the other one's about erections. So I guess... (laughs) I wear a splint on my dick. When hard, the head curves back on itself. I wake from a dream laughing. (laughs) Keep it small Selfish service fits my tight places Metal floss for the soul
3: Steve My haiku is entitled Reichsfuhrer SS Heinrich Himmler invokes Geneva Convention. A world of thought, grasping straws with passion shrieking, a child's toy drops to floor.
2: Uh, I'm David, Uh, looking for a comfortable place to sit and unfurl my smooth, flowing mind. But the hard, slanted earth made my butt fall asleep. Enjoying my kindness, I climbed my first tree. Boy seeks man for joyful
1: play. Mossy rock brings spaciousness. Oops, he's
2: already here. With ten minutes left, I find peace, but have become turkey with Bigfoot. (laughs) Scott,
1: as I close my eyes, life and death are one circle for Scott to go dance. Sturdy trees stand solid, wind blows changes from the east. Sustain this dance, Mother. Uh, And Bert. Uh, Man from city sit in poison oak. Vultures circle overhead. Hope enlightenment comes soon.
3: I'm Eric. (laughs) Love can always outgrow the hate if, when it can't, you can love yourself. May my heart feel safe, protected. For now, may it forgive patiently. Uh, I'm Bill.
2: Oh God, which direction to go? I got nothing. Can I just dance and sing? I did that. Be <laughs> yeah, oh, you already did that. Okay. All right. All right. Embody the truth, and you'll surely attract flies. The Dharma draws all. I sat with the grasses and we, we showed our power in bending to the wind.
3: Um, Heshi, the mind is fractal Thought patterns mirror nature, governed by the earth. Tasting chocolate as if for the first time, not quite an orgasm.
2: Uh, Dennis, stay on the path, the sign insists,
3: but gives no clear direction. <laughs> I am Ted Noise from the road Now disturbs my bliss No more than wind through the trees Uh, Brad Gazing at the sky Hot yellow sun The oak leaf flutters through my contemplations
2: Don't hold back. Dive into fear. <laughs> we want you. We want you. We want you. <laughs> Those
1: are great.
2: Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you very much. We're going to do um, now a a brief council, not as long as uh, the other evenings. Pa- oh, Pablo, will you do? Will you do your your? Th- your I would, love to. would you? <laughs> yes. Okay. See,
1: you're really good. I, I'll, I'll use this. Right okay. Through.
2: Good. Thanks. <laughs> 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 <God>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: it's rough to sit and keep your mouth shut for a week when you're mean. Um, this is um, Hello, nope. no. Have to press the button. Um, so I, I sat uh, 29 days in uh, in March with uh, some Tasia in this room, and I was uh, sort of thinking about you know, there's a moment when you go out back out into the world, someone's going to ask you, so how was the retreat? <laughs> And you're going to say it was great, <laughs> and that's pretty much the appropriate answer because there's no way to, to really um, you know distill uh, into some some way with somebody in that kind of interaction uh, what happens in a in an experience like this. But this is my attempt, and I thought it would be appropriate to offer. Come home, finally, to yourself. Decide to stop running from difficult or uncomfortable experiences. This means you may have to experience grief, loss, fear, disappointment, terror, or loneliness. Let your armor down. You can endure it, whatever it is not personal. Soak up whatever pleasurable experiences arise with every pore and cell of your being. This moment is thoroughly unique and will never happen again. But expect that sooner than you'd like, this pleasure will be replaced by a new experience. When that happens, let it go. No. Precisely what each experience is made up of. No, each part. Here's a complete list of possible parts (laughs) sense impressions on the eardrum, sense impressions on the retina, sense impressions in the nostril, sense impressions on the tongue, bodily touch sensations, bodily sensations of an emotional origin, internal talk, internal image and consciousness, and if you're a dharma punk, the internal (laughs) mixtape. Knowing which of these parts are present in any given experience diminishes the allure of the experience and the tendency to make the parts into a thing. The experience is empty. Don't get involved. Understand that you are not defined by any of these experiences and that none of them last. Understand that each experience arises out of the conditions that precede it and cannot exist independent of those conditions. You must develop the capacity to be present for whatever arises in your experience, whether you like it, dislike it, or it bores you. Understand, and this is critical, understand and accept on the deepest level that no matter what it is, it's never quite right. Never. Nevertheless, love what is. Forgive everyone everything, including yourself. Love indiscriminately, starting with yourself. And don't give it all away, just most of it. And speaking of giving it away, Renounce whatever hinders you from doing all of the above, understanding that renunciation is not about deprivation. It is about freedom. But it's not like the American brand of freedom that we're used to. You should not be so much concerned with the freedom to as you are with freedom from. And one last thing. Welcome home. Now, never abandon yourself again.
2: Okay, from now on, I'm always going to let you read your poem. <laughs> All right. Um, Wes will be joining us before too long, and he just wanted, to, uh, wanted me to, to tell you that uh, he will be joining us. He has a commitment, so he's down in the lower hall uh, teaching... Uh, how to be an earthling?
1: With 30 chicks. <laughs> you ten break, <laughs> and your
3: point is.
2: <laughs> that was the point, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to do uh, a council for a while this evening. And. Um, the council this evening that we would, we would like is to hear the voices of our elders. And so we're going to invite the elders into the circle to, um, uh, in, in a succinct way, to share with us their experience and perhaps um, share some uh, wisdom uh, with us as well. So, as far as um identifying uh, yourself as an as an elder, it really <coughs> doesn't have so much to do with age, although some it it does mean um, that there is some mileage there so um, we'll uh We'll do that for a little while and then we'll move uh from that to our next uh, activity so For right now, I'd like to ask the uh, placemakers to bring forward the places. And the fire keepers. Thank you. And uh, Dennis is going to give us the first blessing tonight. John? Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.